You are listening to the Awaken Natchitoches podcast. Awaken Church is a diverse community of authentic love and hope where you can belong, believe, and be renewed along the way. So in the summer, I always think about movies, and I I said this last week in our last episode or our last sermon that that I was thinking about like movies and summer movies and superhero movies especially. I was thinking about because last week my family watched this movie, first time in a long time. It's called Sky High. Now, this came out in 2005. You may or may not have seen it or remember it. But at Sky High, um, there's a student named Will Stronghold who goes to high school. And these are – it's like a superhero high school, okay? And he saw himself as no more than like a sidekick for someone else. He and his friends, who were all labeled sidekicks, uh, you know, turn up uh, uh, and restore order in a time of chaos. Like they – like 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 all the actual like quote-unquote quote, quote superheroes are, 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 are rendered helpless – and uh, the sidekicks, the the ones who are the most unlikely of leaders, show up to restore order. And Will Stronghold, he's like, it, it took a long time for him to realize his potential and become the unlikely leader that was within him. All of that to say, how have you ever felt like the least likely to accomplish something? Have you ever have you ever felt that way? Like you are the least likely to accomplish what it was in front of you to to take place. Or, or to anything. Maybe you've been like I have in some points in my life, just felt like I'm the least likely to accomplish anything. But we're looking at some lesser known characters found in the scriptures and learning lessons from the lesser known. So today is about Josiah. At eight years old, he became an unlikely leader. And this is a story of Josiah, the king, is found, and it was found in several places, including some of the, the writings of the prophets. But today we're going to read about him in Second Chronicles chapter thirty-four. Now we don't spend a lot of time preaching from Second Chronicles, uh, but today we're going to look at this story. And uh, so there was a there was a king in Jerusalem named Ammon, and he worshipped idols. He sinned against God. He was he he was uh, he didn't please God. He angered. He led the people into this way of of life, a lifestyle of worshiping idols. Uh, and King Ammon's officials conspired against him and assassinated him. And he and his father had been what was considered evil kings because they did evil. What was evil in the sight of the Lord? And then these these. You know, officials made his son Josiah the king, and Josiah is eight years old when he becomes king. So let's read parts of his story here in Second Chronicles chapter thirty-four. Josiah was eight years old when he became king, and he reigned in Jerusalem thirty-one years. And he did what was pleasing in the Lord's sight and followed the example of his ancestor David. He did not turn away from doing what was right. During the eighth year of his reign, while he was still young, Josiah began to seek the God of his ancestor David. Then in the twelfth year, he began to purify Judah and Jerusalem, destroying all the pagan shrines, the Asherah poles, and the carved idols and cast images. He ordered that the altars of Baal be demolished and that the incense altars, which stood above them, be broken down. He also made sure that the Asherah poles, the the carved idols, and the cast images were smashed and scattered over the graves of those who sacrificed to them. He burned the bones of the pagan priests on their own altars, and so purified Judah and Jerusalem. Pretty harsh, right? Verse 6, he did the same thing in the towns of Manasseh, Ephraim, and Simeon. Excuse me, even as far as Nephtali and in the regions all around them, he destroyed the pagan altars and the Asherah poles. Asherah was a, was a goddess, by the way. 
um, pole. They had these, these poles, like totems, poles that were set up in, in worship to, to these these goddesses, and and they crushed the idols into dust. He cut down all the incense altars throughout the land of Israel, and finally he returned to Jerusalem in the eighteenth year of his reign. After he had purified the land and the temple, Josiah appointed Shaphan, son of Azaliah, Messiah, the governor of, of Jerusalem, and Joah of Johaz. Sorry about these names. They're kind of tripping me up. The royal historian to repair the temple. So you got these guys to repair the temple of the Lord, his God. Okay. Now we're going to move from there. That's verse eight over to verse 14. It says, while they were bringing out the money collected at the Lord's temple, Hilkiah, the priest found the book of the law. Of the Lord that was written by Moses. Hilkiah said to Shaphan, the court secretary, I have found the book of the law in the Lord's temple. Then Hilkiah took the scroll to Shaphan. Shaphan took the scroll to the king and reported, Your officials are doing everything they were assigned to do. The money that was collected at the temple of the Lord has been turned over to the supervisors and workmen. Shaphan also told the king, Hilkiah the priest has given me a scroll. So Shaphan read it to the king. When the king heard what was written in the law, he tore his clothes in despair. Then he gave these orders to Helkiah, Ahakim, son of Shaphan, Akbar, son of Maacaiah, Shaphan, the court secretary, and Azaiah, the king's personal advisor. He, these guys, right? These leaders. Go to the temple and speak to the Lord for me. And for all the remnant of Israel and Judah, inquire about the words of the Lord found on the scroll that has been found. For the Lord's great anger has been poured out on us because our ancestors have not obeyed the word of the Lord. We have not been doing everything this scroll says we must do. Now we're going to skip over to verse 29. And it says that the king summoned all the elders of Judah and Jerusalem. And the king went up to the temple of the Lord with all the people of Judah and Jerusalem, along with the priests and the Levites, all the people from the greatest to the least. There the king read to them the entire book of the covenant that had been found in the Lord's temple. The king took the place of authority beside the pillar and renewed the covenant in the Lord's presence. He pledged to obey the Lord by keeping all the commands, laws, and decrees with all his heart and soul, he promised to obey all the terms of the covenant that were written in the scroll, and he required everyone in Jerusalem and the people of Benjamin to make a similar pledge. The people of Jerusalem did so, renewing their covenant with God, the God of their ancestors. So Josiah removed all detestable idols from the entire land of Israel and required everyone to worship the Lord their God. And throughout the rest of his lifetime, they did not turn away from the Lord, the God of their ancestors." Quite a story about this unlikely leader, Josiah, who became king at eight years old. And here's our big idea. We're going to dig, old, we're going to dig deeper into this story and find some, some, some things for us to apply to our lives today. And here's the big idea. With the Holy Spirit of God with you, you have what it takes to lead others, however unlikely it may seem. Okay, get this. With the Holy Spirit of God with you, you have what it takes to lead others, however unlikely it may seem. So we're going to kind of lose Josiah as kind of a, uh, a guide for us and see what are some steps we might have to take in order to see this happen. And the first one is, just like it was there, remove any idols from your life. Remove any idols from your life. Now, in, back to this movie I mentioned, Sky High, the biggest idols are popularity and pride. And again, that's probably the idols that a lot of us have in that age of being in, in middle school or high school. Popularity and pride is idols many of us may just have now, not even just in school. 
Now, Will Stronghold, the hero of that story, he had to struggle with both of these idols, popularity and pride, and he had to have them removed from his life. The question uh, really is, do you have any idols? Do you have any idols in your life? So Josiah, he becomes king at eight years old, and he finds himself in this period of unparalleled idolatry in Judah and Israel. And he stood up for God in the midst of it. So when Josiah is 16, while he's still young, Scripture says, he began to seek the God of his ancestor David. Not the gods and idols of his father or his grandfather, but the one true God, the living God. And he started when he was 16. What are most 16-year-old boys interested in? Entertainment, sports, cars, music, girls, girls, girls. I mean, Josiah could have pursued all these types of things, and maybe to some degree he did. After all, it's good to be the king. (laughs) But the storyteller says he was focused on seeking God. The key to turning from false gods is turning to the one true God. That's the key. The key from the key to turning from the false gods or things that we set we have as idols in our lives is turning to the one true God. So by the time Josiah is twenty, he's he's seeking God, uh, he, he, and he as he's seeking God, this leads him to take action. And ridding the nation of all the idols. And he starts in Jerusalem. He traveled to the cities and the other tribes and, and other, other areas. And he's tearing down the altars. He's destroying the idols. He's t- chopping down the poles that are used as, as worship. And even burning the bones of the priests associated with the idol worship on their own altars. Wow. Was this a popular thing to do? I mean, some probably loved him for it, while others surely hated him for doing this. But, but that, that seems to happen when we, when we, when we have the wrong God. If we, it may be we have a false God, a worthless idol, but when we get deceived into thinking it's okay and good and right, and it's not. Exodus thirty four fourteen says, You must worship no other gods, but only the Lord, for he is the God who is passionate about his relationship with you. See, Josiah heard these words read to him, and it re- he realized we are ancestors, and we are not living the life pleasing to God. You must worship no other gods, but only the Lord, for he is God, and he was passionate about his relationship with you. So Josiah removed the idols and he repaired the house of God, which is symbolic for restoring the relationship with God, restoring the worship of God. And that's what we need to do. We need to be able to not just identify idols we have and remove them, but restore the relationship with God. And that relationship is it's called worship. And A.W. Tozer said, without worship, we go about miserable. <laughs> Could it be that the reason so many get in such a miserable state of heart and mind is that they're existing apart from worship of the Creator? They're existing apart from a relationship of worship with our Creator. How does a relationship with God benefit your life? When Josiah was 26, he began to restore the temple. Which, which was in dis- disrepair from years of battle and invasion. And in this section of verses 9 through 13, which we didn't read today, it details how the money was collected and put to use and how all the workers and the priests, they worked under the direction of those who were skilled musicians. See, all the workers, all the priests, all the laborers, they all worked under the direction of the skilled musicians. Now, it's not clear why the skilled musicians were put in charge of the laborers, but I believe it had, to, had a lot to do with the reality that they were not simply restoring a temple building, 
but restoring the worship to the one true God. Psalm 100 verse 2 says, Worship the Lord with gladness. Come before him singing with joy. That's, that's, that, was the, that was what was leading these laborers to rebuild the temple. Rebuilding the worship to the one true God. Singing with joy. So how, how do we relate this to our current context? Okay. Well, if we come to the New Testament, we see in 1 Corinthians 6.19, it says, Don't you know that your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit who lives in you? And was given to you by God. You do not belong to yourself. You see, today, restoring the temple is about restoring our lives as the place of true worship to the one true God. This is, this is our reality now. Restoring the temple is about restoring ourselves, restoring our lives, restoring our hearts to a place of tr- worship to the one true God. Now, while the temple of worship was being restored by Josiah, Hilkiah the priest found this book, the book of the law. He found the, the, the covenant as uh, written down and recorded by Moses. And it was time for them to renew the covenant. And that may be where we are. That may be the step we need to take today. Renew the covenant. Covenant. Covenant means agreement. Covenant means God's word. It's another word for this is Torah. God's word. It's, it means agreement, covenant. It's, 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 when we say scripture, we're talking about the covenant. We're talking about the word of God. If God's word reveals God's will, wouldn't this be important to know? This is why it's important to renew the covenant. Because God's word, the covenant, reveals God's will. So scripture shows the path of righteousness and pronounces God's blessings on righteousness. It also reveals the path of sin and pronounces God's curse upon the sinner. So let me let me repeat that again. This is what Scripture does. Scripture shows the path of righteousness and pronounces God's blessing on righteousness. It also reveals the path of sin and pronounces God's curse upon the sinner. Josiah knew that the way forward was through God. He led the people to renew the covenant that God had made with his people generations before. God had always been faithful, but they hadn't. They pledged themselves anew to walk in God's way. Simply put, they prayed. They, they prayed. They said, yes, Lord, yes. Verse 29 through 32 say that the people took this pledge to renew their lives by the words of the covenant. This was a significant moment of prayer for these people. They were ready for a breakthrough. Then breakthrough happens when we seek God in prayer. Breakthroughs happen when we seek God in prayer. We're not, we're not able to really experience the blessing of God until we're willing to seek God. Colossians 4, 2 says, devote yourselves to prayer and with an alert mind and be thankful. So I believe there's, there's a lot of hurts in our midst, in, in, uh, in the world all around us, yes. But right here in this place, in this moment... Some of us have hurts that are past. Some of our hurts are present. We can't move ahead until we allow God to heal our hurts. The only way to find the blessing of healing available to us in Jesus is to come to Him in prayer. Prayer renews your own covenant with your Heavenly Father. Do you need a breakthrough? Do you need a breakthrough? Today is the day. Today is the day of salvation. Today is the day of healing. Today is the day of restoration. Today is the day to dedicate yourself anew, and maybe for the first time ever, to the covenant of God, 
available to each and every one of us through Jesus, who is Messiah. In the last place I want to kind of camp out on here and that Josiah shows us is that we have to remain faithful. Remain faithful. In that movie Sky High, Will Stronghold, he was, he was tempted to turn his back on his friends and his family. He was tempted to chase after something or someone else. He was lured by popularity and power, but in the end, he was a breakthrough hero. He was an unlikely leader because he remained faithful. How do you remain faithful? After Josiah called the people together and had them hear God's word and renewed the covenant with God, he gave, he gave the rest of his life to following God's will. And although the story continues that after his death, the people did not remain faithful, Josiah did. Josiah returned the people to many of the feasts and worship practices that the people had forgotten, including the Passover. The Bible says that, that Josiah celebrated the Passover like no other king had ever done, including David and Solomon. This was a time of breakthrough for, Jos- for Josiah and for the people of Judah because Josiah remained teachable and was open to the leading of God in his life, even when it proved to be painful. Breakthrough moments happen when we remain faithful, even when it's painful. Often our past overshadows us and we have hurts and some of them from, from things that, that were done to us and some, some are, are things not done that should have been. As long as we stay there, we're going to miss the blessing of God's presence in the present. We need to break through. Whether, whether, whether we wish something would have been different or we wish things could just you know, be the same as they used to be, when we get stuck there, we can't move forward. But the good news is that we can overcome our past. We can find healing and we can find wholeness. Josiah shows that there is hope and there is peace and there is joy. And it happens when we turn to God and remain faithful. Jesus says to us from John 15, verse 9, I have loved you even as the Father has loved me. Remain in my love. When you obey me, you remain in my love, just as I obey my Father and remain in his love. I have told you this so that you will be filled with my joy. Yes, your joy will overflow. Jesus says, I want your joy to overflow. That's what this is all about. What's keeping you from the breakthrough? Listen, with the Holy Spirit of God with you, you have what it takes to lead others, however unlikely it may seem. There is, you, you, you are going to lead someone. Where are you going to lead them? So for the next step, here's a, a challenge for you for a next step. Very, something practical you can do. You have to start by seeking to renew your relationship with God. So this week, read the Gospel of John. That's in the New Testament. It's called one of the Gospels. Gospel means good news. It's the story of Jesus. Read the Gospel, the good news, the story of Jesus, according to John. Seeking, as you read, to renew your relationship with God. Lord, we need to seek you. And so we do that. We seek you. And we ask, Lord, that you would help us to recognize and remove any idols from our lives today, Lord. That we could restore this relationship with you. We could restore a relationship of worship. We recognize you're God and we're not. So, Lord, we would renew the covenant that you have made with us. The covenant through the blood of Christ. That we have the hope and the promise of eternal life.
And, and that life is a, is, is a life we can live now, a, a life of righteousness and blessings. And Lord, we know that, that we can come to you in this prayer, in this prayer, you can strengthen us so that we can remain faithful. And Holy Spirit of God, we thank you that with you, with us, we have what it takes to lead others to you, however unlikely it may seem. So Lord, lead us into a breakthrough. Lead us to a breakthrough as we grow in our relationship with you. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for listening to the Awaken Natchitoches podcast. It's our hope that you've been encouraged by today's message. Find out more about Awaken Church at awakenla.church or find us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at Awaken Church LA.